When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're pulling a fast one. We'd better come up with a big idea. Not a big one. A fast one. And partying like there's no tomorrow. Yo, coming to my end of the world party tonight? We gotta go. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, July 20th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Madeline Mantock, who plays one of the three sister witches on the CW's Charmed reboot, will be exiting the series after the season three finale. The actress called it a difficult decision in a statement released on Monday. If this story feels familiar, it should. Like Mantock, Shannon Doherty played the telekinetic older witch sister on the original Charmed opposite Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano. The season three finale killed off Doherty's character Prue amid rumors of tension on set with Milano. Rose McGowan was then cast as a new secret half-sister Paige as a replacement in later seasons. What up with Kenan Thompson coming back to SNL this fall? In an interview with EW, Thompson, who's already the longest tenured cast member in Saturday Night Live history with 18 seasons under his belt, says he has no plans to walk away. Explains the five-time Emmy nominee and one-time winner, quote, I keep saying I'm trying to get to 20 seasons, so if they don't throw me out of there before, I'm trying to get to 20. And then I don't know if it even makes sense for me to leave even after that point. As long as the show keeps going and they want me to be there and I don't feel like I'm in the way of somebody else's opportunity, should I just oblige? I don't really know what to do at this point as far as leaving is concerned. Like, why should I ever have to leave? To that, Keenan, we say you shouldn't. And some baby news to tell you about. Singer Halsey had her first child, a boy, with boyfriend Olive Aiden. And actress Alana Glazer revealed on Instagram that she and husband David Rookland welcomed their first child three weeks ago, though she did not reveal the baby's sex. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. All right, let's head back to the Big Apple by way of Salem, Massachusetts, for our number three pick, The Real Housewives of New York City. The New York Wives' trip to the witchcraft capital of America continues this week, as does Sonia and Bershon's argument, which rages on through the night. As Bershon attempts to smooth things over with the women, Leah Luann and Ramona attempt to talk to Sonia about her drinking, which is beginning to seem like it might require an intervention. Also this week, a psychic reading leads to major breakthroughs for the group because, of course, it does. Here's a clip from the episode. May I come to you with a message? Sure. Okay, so I feel like there's an uncle-type figure. Do you have an uncle figure? It doesn't necessarily have to be a biological uncle. Um, not specifically, no. So anyway, let me give you the message. Somebody forgot to eat their Wheaties this morning because he's way off. It feels like there's a male in your life who is kind of um, moody, I guess. And it feels like eventually you guys will go 
your own ways. For you, it's more positive. It's more of a loss for him. We know that. All right, well, not much of a breakthrough there, but they all can't be winners, right? Tune in for more from The Real Housewives tonight at 9 on Bravo. Now, let's get apocalyptic, but in a fun way, for our number two pick, the new movie, How It Ends. Co-written and co-directed by Life in Pieces star Zoe Lister-Jones, who also plays the lead role, the comedy film begins with an asteroid hurtling toward Earth, about to cause the apocalypse. Yep, that's how it begins. Faced with the end of the world, Lister-Jones' Liza embarks on a journey through Los Angeles, accompanied by a vision of her younger self, in hopes of making it to her last party before it all ends, and maybe making some amends along the way. Here's a preview. My whole life, I've been terrified of dying alone, and tonight I am literally dying alone. You're not alone. You have me. You don't count. You're metaphysical. Yo, we coming to my end of the world party tonight? We gotta go. Before we die, let's talk regrets. The biggest one is dad. I'm gonna drive to the ocean, swim naked with the dolphins. You wanna come? No, I'm good. I mean, next up, I would like to make amends with Alette. I have developed psychically to the place where I am capable of extraordinary things. Yeah, I'm Reiki One certified. And then Larry. Hey, Liza, you here to tell me you love me? There's nothing coming out of those speakers. I found it on the street, but I thought it was a cool visual. Oh, okay. I think it's, it's broken. Some of those voices you just heard there were Bradley Whitford, Olivia Wilde, and Lamorne Morris. The star-studded cast of characters also includes Fred Armisen, Nick Kroll, Helen Hunt, Finn Wolfhard, and Colin Hanks, her husband on Life in Pieces, one of my favorite and most underappreciated TV comedies of recent years. Anyway, the end of the world is as good as any excuse to bring people together. How It Ends is available now on digital platforms and VOD. It's trivia time! How It Ends stars Zoe Lister-Jones directed a recent sequel to what cult classic? Clueless, The Craft, or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. If you are currently in search of your next binge, EW is here to help. As always, joining me now is senior writer Samantha Highfield to discuss what she's been binging lately. Hey, Sam, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well, thanks. So a uh, big important question for you that I pose here to a lot of EW staff. What you watching? Well, so I have been using a lot of my time recently to dig into shows that I 
like have been on my list for years. You know, the, mm -hmm. the shows that I just, I feel like are somewhat embarrassing blind spots sometimes that I, I like, I would like to be the person who has watched it. I understand. And so the latest that I have gotten to on my list is Felicity, which I, I think I was just like a tiny bit mm. too young. I just like barely missed the boat on it. And I have to say, watching it now has been a complete and total joy. Okay, so uh, one, what did you expect of the show versus two, your reality of watching it? That's a great question. Because to be honest, all I knew going in was Love Triangle. I knew that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and... Probably the haircut. <laughs> I, exactly. I knew the haircut was coming at some point. And so I really didn't know what to expect. But I have to say, the thing that surprised me the most in a wonderful way was the ensemble of it all. Ah. I really just knew Felicity, Noel, Ben. And like, I could mm -hmm. probably barely tell you those guys' character names before this. <laughs> but obviously, there's like just this huge group of friends that are the core of this show. And you've got Javier, and you've got Elena, and you've got all these people. And it's so wonderful. Ultimately, I think I'm going to say season three is my favorite. But it was because I felt like that was when the writing was the best in those larger group scenes, which became my favorite part of the show. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of people would certainly agree with you there. Because I mean, really, when you can get an entire cast together, and like all of those dynamics of people playing off each other, those are really kind of like, I, it might sound cheesy to say, but you can really create some like magical moments out of that and some of the most memorable too. Totally. And I will say what I did not expect was Megan. That entire character, oh. and obviously it only comes up a few times throughout the series and then probably too much toward the end of it. But like her dabbing into like witchcraft just... <laughs> like, did not expect it. Some of those episodes, some of the crazier episodes throughout, I had no idea about. But again, Megan became like one of my favorite characters on the show. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've got Scott Foley mm -hmm. and Scott Speedman. Who are you going with? <laughs> you know, I was pretty, I mean, both very lovable. I was pretty uh -huh. firmly team Ben the whole time. I was I was Speedman, mostly because I felt like Felicity was Team Ben. You know, like yeah. obviously she follows him to school, so there's that. But in the start, like she and Noel date first and you kind mm -hmm. of go through that a little bit. But once she kind of made the switch to Ben, I never felt like there were little moments of weakness throughout and I love Noel and like I love them as best friends. They're such good friends. And don't get me wrong, I don't know what happened to Scott Foley in season three, but suddenly I swear he grew a couple inches in season three and like was taller and hotter. And I mean, God bless. He had quite the glow up in season three. I mean, always a freakishly attractive man, but still. But yeah, I felt like they had a little, you know, little moments of weakness, mm -hmm. kind of temptations. And Noel very clearly loved her, but she was so... I felt like she was pretty firmly Team Ben for most of the series. And so yeah. I was kind of always rooting for Felicity and Ben. Mm -hmm. I think I'm right there with you. In hindsight, in retrospect, that always kind of blows me away is thinking, realizing, remembering, oh, yeah, J.J. Abrams co-created this show. Yes, with Matt Reeves. <laughs> yeah, it kind of blows my mind. 
some of the more out there twists and episodes started to make sense as soon as I really like thought about that. Mm, yeah. But again, for the most part, it's not. It's just like a very lovely. Can you call it coming of age in there in college? I think so. They're still babies. Yeah, I think so. And it's just like a really great story about a young woman, but also a group of people like discovering who mm -hmm. they want to be. And it felt like a really good picture of college. I will say more than most shows I've watched, they actually attend classes. Like they had a lot of storylines <laughs> about like exams. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah. You guys actually go to school. Yeah, this was on while I was in college. So mm. there's a different kind of a uh, level of relatability for sure. <laughs> I'm sure I just dated myself there, but that's all right. It's all good. Uh, well, if all of you listening want to uh, catch up or revisit Felicity, you can do so on Hulu. All four seasons are streaming there. Thanks so much, Sam. Absolutely. And now let's run, not walk, to reveal our number one pick, the season finale of The Flash. The Godspeed War storyline comes to a head in the final episode of Season 7 as Barry enlists a host of speedster allies, including Iris, their future children Bart and Nora, and amnesiac clone August Hart, to end the conflict and defeat the villainous Godspeed. We're betting there will be some time travel shenanigans involved, too. This is The Flash, after all. Of course, Team Flash might need a bit of a morale boost to prevail, especially August, who's convinced he's a bad guy like the other Godspeeds. Here's a clip from the episode. I know that things seem really hopeless right now, but believe me when I tell you that this team of ours, if there is anyone who can find a way out of this thing, it is Team Flash. I believe you. I do, but I saw Barry's face when you both came back. It's true, isn't it? I'm a monster, aren't I? I'm... You don't have to be. But what if I don't have a choice? You all think I'm someone from the future. A future where I'm supposedly a killer, obsessed with taking speed and ruling the world. You know how that feels? Now imagine getting back the thing you want most, your memories, your whole life. And then learning you're the bad guy. If that's true, how am I supposed to live with that? I'm no fortune teller, but I can tell you that the sorrow I feel coming from you, August bad guys, they don't feel remorse like that. Maybe the future's not so set in stone after all. Well, what is set in stone is that the next season of The Flash will kick off with five mini Arrowverse crossovers. So no matter what goes down in the finale, there's a whole lot for fans to look forward to. In the meantime, you can catch the finale tonight at 8 on The CW. Trivia. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. How It Ends star Zoe Lister-Jones directed a recent sequel to what cult classic? Clueless, The Craft, or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Which one, that's W-I-T-C-H, is correct? As the pun implies, the answer is The Craft. Lister Jones directed last year's sequel, The Craft Legacy, released on VOD in October. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What?
to watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Used